How's it going everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I've got uh, my seasoned co-star with me as Kirk McCarley. How's it going, Kirk? It's going well, Brad. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, let's get depressed. Uh, but uh, I, I think the, uh, the theme uh, is making lemons out of lemonade. Okay. Uh, so you're stuck with depression or uh, a physical infirmity even, or anxiety, fear. Okay. Uh, how can you turn that around and uh, build that into a positive? So uh, I, I had a client proposal just today that uh, she, she cited uh, some things that she was dealing with. She got demoted and she wanted to get promoted. And so how can I turn this demotion into promotion? I, I love that way of thinking, but not because she got demoted, but the positivity that's in that. What have I learned? What am I gonna apply going forward? So depression, conditions, those kinds of things uh, that impact us and how we stop from being, being the victims. Yeah. So I think the most important thing is self-awareness. The person knows that they have this issue of, like you said, of depression, anxiety, or, you know, you know, you have it, you, they wouldn't sought out help, which is someone like you. And uh, then kind of working through the stages um, while they're working on all their other uh, to-do list stuff, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, I, for some people, I guess, who are, you know, severely depressed or severely have anxiety attacks, all that, I'm assuming that at some point you'd have to kind of refer out to someone else. Uh, am I right? Or you totally can handle any situation? No, you're, you're absolutely right. And that's a slippery slope that coaches, uh, operate from, we start from a standpoint of we're working with the whole person, the whole person who just wants to get better, wants to get to an improved condition in their career, in their wellness, in their interpersonal relationships. But having said that, uh, we will encounter people from time to time. I'm depressed. I'm having marital problems. Uh, I, I've had an instance or two suicidal ideation, which is real uh, serious type stuff. Those things are outside the jurisdiction of my pay range. And I have some behavioral counselors that are wonderful that I can refer people to when we get into those kinds of instances. Fortunately, not too, too often, but uh, yeah, that's the fine line of working in coaching or working in therapy. And we as coaches have to recognize it and respond responsibly. Yeah, I agree with you. And in my world as a personal trainer, sometimes a lot of us, you know, because we're spending so much time with this individual, you get to know them, they start opening up to you. We're almost like therapists. <laughs> but same yeah. thing, we all know where our pay grade stands. And, you know, if there's any issues, we kind of, you know, not just for physical injuries where we send them to a, a physical therapist or a chiropractor or something like that, but like, oh, you, you know, you got a lot of issues at home. You might want to seek counsel to, you know, another type of professional. Um, but, you know, we, at certain points, we know to, you know, not kind of venture off into the, those territories. Yeah, it's, uh, 
requires a, a fairly high level of emotional intelligence, being able to read somebody. And you can see that as you're working with a, with a client in a workout where they're just not with it that day. They're not focused. They're going through the motion and it's almost calling time out. Uh, let's, let's step back for a minute. Are things okay? And sometimes that can lead into uh, a breakthrough and you get them rechanneled to where they need to be. Same thing with me in coaching as, yeah. as you have in fitness coaching, uh, Brad. Gotcha. Is there a, you know, say it's not so severe that we've referred out to, to someone else and it's something that you can handle. Is there any um, techniques or easy things you can tell the audience of, I don't know if it's visualization or thinking happy thoughts or, how, you know, whether they're depressed or melancholy or just super anxiety, you know, is there, is there a, like a methodology that you use with new clients to try to get them out of the funk per se and get back into fitness or get back into their job? Oh, one that can be helpful and uh, anybody can do this. It's just having that prompt of somebody suggesting it to us. And it's a technique that works quite well, relaxation technique. And that is visual visualization. Visualize yourself being, <coughs> pardon me, being in a place that is relaxing, that you enjoy going to, that is calming. What does that look like? What are the sounds that are coming out of that? And as you think about that, think of stress and anxiety melting from your neck and your upper body, your shoulders, and pay attention to what your breathing is doing. That, that's a little intro. And basically what you've done is help diminish anxiety, remove some tension, loosen the person up a little bit and it's kind of at the end and ah, Calgon take me away moment. I feel so much better now. Okay, we've reset. What would you like to talk about this morning, this afternoon? Gotcha. And then how about moving more strictly into like uh, into, you know, our audience is more fitness listeners and maybe some of them have this problem where they've just been completely burned out from either life or, or maybe it was something physical they've done for so long, like they were into, you know, marathon running and all that. And you just get into this funk and I don't know, it may, it may not just be depression. It could just be, you know, there's no inspiration anymore to, to care about, you know, getting back to that level again, fitness wise. And especially for my over 40 fitness listeners, how do they, how do they, some of them that are struggling, how, what would you say to them to kind of spur them to get back into it or is there what what can they do to try to help themselves out well you don't uh maybe if you've been an athlete previously and you hung it up for the past 20 years you don't go back and run a marathon to start with no way but let's start small what uh what can i do uh how much time do i have i've got 15 minutes i can walk around the block i can walk to the mailbox get the mail uh, and, and then you build upon that. Uh, okay. That felt pretty good. I think I could stand a couple of blocks. And so you do that. And I think I'll do 10 sit-ups at the end of that time. All right. Next week, you've done that for three or four days that week. And the next week, let's try three blocks. And I think I'll, 
I'll, I'll run for about 50 yards in the middle of that. So what you're doing is most importantly, after 21 days, you started a new habit, but you're also uh, aspiring towards goals that are bigger than what they were initially. And maybe you get grow to like that a little bit and you're feeling a little bit better and the scales are going in the right direction. You're encouraged. And well, what's the next thing I'm gonna do? How can I eat better? And so a snowball effect takes place. But I encourage listeners, and they've heard that this before, there's nothing new. Start small, uh, seek the advice of a medical professional before you engage in any kind of exercise, particularly if you've been sedentary uh, for, for some time because you want to minimize your risk factors. And then write it down, set some goals, and you may be amazed at what you achieve. Yeah. I think it's uh, great with, you know, brand new clients, especially ones that haven't done anything like this in a while, you know, for, you know, come to one of us, a personal trainer. Um, but, you know, something sparked them to, to jump in with us, you know, hire us and, you know, they want all these results. And one of the first things I tell, I tell them is, you know, we're the first thing we're going to do is start off real easy. Um, maybe one, two days a week. Um, and the program is going to be real. It might even be too easy for the first couple of times, but you need to test their muscles and, you know, ligaments and, and stretching capabilities first. Um, and not even worry about diet until maybe week three or week four. Uh, but, you know, some people get so excited and they come, they're like, no, I want to do all of it all one time. Like, that's not good. I've seen it too many times where they overload on doing all that. And then boom, they go right back into the same funk of just quitting. So it needs, just like you said, it needs to be goal setting. It needs to be nice and slow trajectory. Once you've mastered something, then add the next step up. So that's cool. Kind of in, in your world, it's the same as ours too. Well, and I, I would like to lay out a challenge to people with New Year's resolutions. And I apologize ahead of time to the fitness industry, the health clubs that are out there because I know philosophically some of the model is predicated upon we're going to get people signed up for a year because they're going to make that new year's resolution January one. And by January 31st, they're not coming anymore, but we still have that commitment and we're making the dollars from doing that. And, and, and fine, that's a, that's a good service. But those that are considering those new year's resolutions, I challenge you make it a goal to put the fitness facility out of business by continuing to go there. And That's the it. fitness facility will love it because you're going to be free advertising for somebody that sees you after six months and the results you've had. Hey, what have you done? It works both ways. So I take that as a challenge. I, uh, I, I go to the club, but I continue to go because I want to put them out of business and it's motivation <laughs> for me. <laughs> I like that. I like that mentality for all, any of my clients that are listening. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> I would, like you said, I'd rather have everyone get all these goals or walking billboards, you know, yeah. for our gym. Well, we, we are all working, if we're honest with ourselves, 
to put ourselves out of business. If uh, people were in shape and condition and self-motivated, they wouldn't need you. If they knew what to do as far as their career and life goals, they wouldn't need me. I know that's not gonna happen, but uh, that's a challenge to myself is do your job so well that you put yourself out of business. I like that. And I really like too, uh, you know, the number one reason someone hires a personal trainer, I mean, if they watch enough stuff, they can pretty much get the just of it. Or maybe if they even had a personal trainer before and then they can go out on their own. But the biggest number one reason why people hire us is the accountability. Oh my God, I already paid this trainer, Mm -hmm. not getting the money back. They're expensive. I kind of almost know everything, but I know they're in the business and they know a little bit more. So I'll always get that higher education, but it's the accountability. And I think that's true for your side too, that, yeah, they could probably work their way up and watch stuff and all that, but having someone every week or every month or however often people see you, Kirk, that they need that accountability of, they have to answer to you. So they, they had to have done their homework. We make money in our line of work, and and I appreciate that, Uh, but what the motivation is for many people as far as that monetary exchange for a service they get, a coach is I'm financially committed, and so I'm either all in or not, but if I'm not all in, I'm throwing my money away, so I better get with the program or either just accept that I'm throwing my money away. So uh, there's an aspect of commitment that goes with that. And uh, I want clients who are going to be committed. They're going to do what they say they're going to do and they fall through and execute. Exactly. Same as me. I want my walking billboards. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's a good one to end on this episode, unless you have any, anything else, Kirk? No, my pleasure. And uh, it's such a good exchange talking about our, our, our head and bodies, the mind-body connection with what we're both doing and how they relate so much. I think it's a fascinating uh, study and connection that takes place. Yeah. wish, And I wish I had someone in your profession closer to me to, you know, obviously I can refer you business, but for, for the gyms, you got to kind of be local to refer. So it's it's great to have uh, your type of if i know of anybody going to the west coast if i know if by going to the west if i know of anybody going to the west coast kind of mine i know who's to <laughs> i appreciate it how how can people get, get a hold of you do you have a website a social media to tell, tell them what you're kind of looking for i i do i am the seed sower coach and it'll further episode hopefully i have the opportunity to divulge a little bit about the development of that as a a label, but seedsowercoach.com is my website. Uh, Email address is Kirk, K-I-R-K, at theseedsowercoach.com, and phone number with the St. Louis area code 314-677-8779. I'm active on Facebook under the Seed Sower Coach, as well as I have a LinkedIn site. Exactly. And that's, I've found you on LinkedIn as well. And uh, I'll put everything in the episode details. um, So the audience can just go to the details and click the links and find you. So awesome. Well, thanks, uh, Kirk, for uh, jumping on with me and we'll, we'll do uh, many more together and 
and uh, hope everyone enjoyed listening. But thanks for uh, doing this with me. I'll see you in the next act. All right. <laughs>